Hello and welcome back to another episode of the True Blue Sport Podcast. This is the Supercoach episode. Uh, I believe it's the fourth Supercoach episode. It's the third, fourth. Oh no, because we no, it's fourth because we did fourth. fullbacks, hookers, five eights. Yeah, so, so four. once again, hope you're enjoying this. Uh, all you Supercoach players out there, um, we'll try to do this every week. But once again, Eddie. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm good. It's it's a nice. It's, I feel like it's good potty weather today. It's good podcast yeah, it's good. weather. Not hot. Not hot. It's Not nice. Cold. It's nice. A little bit of rain here and there. Because we do it outside, you know. So yeah, we yeah. Can't have any. Yeah, we're out. We're out in the, the conditions. Yeah. We're out in the bush. In the bush. No. Right, no. Um, so once again, if you haven't joined already, the True Blue Cup. I'll say it <laughs> oh again. God. Uh, if you want to join, it's free entry. Unlimited people can join. It's an unlimited comp. Uh, first place wins fifty dollars prize. So that's the total points uh, winner at the end of the year. So go to the leagues. Ca- tab join the group and enter the six digit code eight nine three five one nine that is the code eight nine three five one nine so make sure you do that send us your super coach teams on instagram dm and we will rate them at trueblue.sport on instagram and also send any other questions regarding super coach last week you did the five eights this week we are doing the sevens so there are going to be some less players because last week there are a lot of dual five yes. eight halfbacks yes. so absolutely if you see a play here and you go, oh, where's Sean Johnson? He's a jewel. So we talked about him last week. So this week it's just pretty much just normal sevens um, and a yep. couple of like sevens slash fullbacks. Yeah. So, right, let's get straight into it. We're getting straight into it. You want to start number one? You want me to start? Well, obviously number one's... Second most expensive player in Supercoach. Yeah, big, big Nath dog, big Cleary. The worst tattoo in the NRL. Oh. But um, he's at, what, nine 949K at 20% now. Um, which is interesting because of that price. And obviously, he is going to be the best in his position. Absolutely. He's going to get you the most points. But he is out for round one, and he will be out for origin. So I'm not saying don't get him, but for that to be all the way up at 20% when he's a mil is, is I thought, was a bit high. But um, an average of 108 last year over 16 games was 1.38 ppm and a 94%. Oh, I love that stat over there. 60. 94% over 60. That's, so, that is what you want for your halfback. All of that is just insane, yeah. isn't it? All like all of it, like the 1.38 ppm yeah. is mental. So when he when you say he's missing for round one, is that definite or is it? Because I yeah, no, no, two to three. Like one to three, I'm not exactly. Is that well? Like e- either way, like he's gonna miss round one. Yeah, right. Like so, so I don't know. It could it yeah. could? I've heard up to four. Yeah, exactly. So if it's maybe up to four, I'd probably wouldn't consider him. But if it's one round, I th- yeah, strongly consider him. But well, the the interesting thing that I have thought about when you say that, so we'll skip over the stats for a little bit. Um, with the amount of cheapies that are available in the halves, if you can find yourself a relevant cheapie who's going to be playing. You can probably like sacrifice that if it's you know say it's three games at the start of the season. Well, it's not going to be great for you. Like you could sacrifice it. It's not like you have a non-player there, so it's it's not going to be awesome because you're not going to be getting the hundred average that he's going to be getting. But you know you can make it work. Yeah, for one round, like it's yeah. not the end of the world. Maybe um, more than two, probably is, but yeah, like the stats just justify why you have to have him. I think. Well, yeah, here's a, here's a good stat for you. Despite playing just 16 games, he scored uh, 1,733 total points, which is only two below Teddy in four more games and only 52 points below Dave Defeater, and he played five more games. Wow. So that just gives you a bit of perspective on his season last year um, and how good it was. And obviously, you know, I don't see him having a drop, so I can see him easily averaging 100 week in, week out. So... 
if he's in for a drop, it's only going to be a small drop. I don't see him coming down much at all because he will, he's just going to hit that. When he plays, he's going to hit that average. So the only worry for me is how much time he's going to be away. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they've got. it's not like they'll be rushing to get him back too because Sean O'Sullivan looked good on the weekend. Yeah, he did, didn't he? So, you know, he, he only played 16 games last year. And he may do that, like may play something around that again. No, he got injured and he was having a bit of time off as well. But a lot of it was, you know, origin and whatnot. Yeah. So it's it's a gamble, but... Yeah, if you if have you the money... Can, yeah, if I you can make it work, then it's 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 good. It's good. Yeah, I agree. Right on to the next player. DC at 695k at 4%. Um, this one's interesting. You know, he's always been a bit, you know... Not underrated in Supercoach, but he's not yeah. always the... Obviously, the clear is the man to pick, so yeah. no one really picks him, but he's always had, like, decent Supercoach scores, but yeah. he's just never really noticed. So, uh, I probably wouldn't get him, but it's not the worst option, I don't think, for a bit of a pod. You know, he's playing of Tommy, so, you know, he's getting points there, but, yeah, yeah. I don't... I would probably want to go DCE, in my opinion. Well, it's interesting you say that, because I did a bit of research, and I found that his average... So, his average last year was 79 uh, and that's you know that's that's pretty good, and he's average, he's priced at six ninety five, so that's kind of sitting around that mark. Um, if you go back three years prior to last year, so the three years prior to last year, he averaged sixty four, sixty two, sixty two. So that just proves that instead of going missing when Tommy's there, he steps up and plays yeah. better. And with you know Tommy obviously in for another good year this year, with we saw the trial and we saw the link up with them too. On in the trial, so I honestly don't hate it because you know he yeah he doesn't go missing he thrives on it and he has a fifty nine percent over sixty which is not awesome but you know with an average of seventy nine it's not that not that bad yeah, he so, has a bit of a tendency to get like say one hundred and thirty and then one week gets like yeah. forty sometimes but not, yeah he's not really inconsistent but sometimes he does get that low score which just hurts but. Yeah, DC is not an awful option, I don't think. It just and it just highlights the difference between Cleary and the rest of the competition yeah, in exactly. this strict in position, position yeah. because uh, DCE has a what is it like zero point is it nine nine or yeah, something like PPM. that PPM. Sorry, I'm struggling to see me. Yeah, I think it's just Cleary's got here, Cleary's got a like very good base compared to us. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what yeah gets him those you know without even getting a try assist he can get you fifty and that's why yeah. he's such a good option. But yeah, at four percent for DCA, it's yeah. like a pretty good pod. So you just got to ask yourself, yeah. you know, with with the relevant cheapies that you have in the halves, do you sacrifice the extra two fifty k and go up to Cleary? That's just what you got to ask yourself. But yeah, so he's an interesting interesting one, interesting one for DCA. Yeah, yeah. Right on to the next player. Jerome Hughes, 640K, so only 50K less than DCE at 10%. I'd probably consider him more than DCE just because yeah. I think he has a bit of more of a higher ceiling and probably more consistent with those high scores. Yeah. Because he's in a, you could say, a better team. So, Oh, we will say. Yeah, we better will team. say better team. Um, but, yeah, like, I just think he's a bit risky with those other good players in the team, yeah. such as Papenhaus and Munster. Yeah. And, like, yeah. they can take all the points, but... Yeah, he's not he's not the worst option, I don't think. I think besides Cleary, he's probably maybe the next pick to ha- pick a half back in that top sort of tier range. Yeah. Well, um the the only thing that lets him down for me is in and I've said it before, in a much more balanced competition, I don't see the storm putting as many points on as they did last year. 
and you've called it, and I agree with it, Munster's going to have a much better year than he did last year. So that's then taking points off Jerome as well. Then you've got Pap, and you've got Harry Grant, who's going to be playing probably 80 minutes in hooker. So there's for me, there's just not as many points to go around. And for someone like Jerome Hughes, he struggled to get those really high scores anyway. Just uh, he has he has a high floor, so I'll just run through this with you. So he's got a last year he had a seventy three average, which is pretty good. It's only six less than DCE, um, and he had you know point nine six ppm, but he had a seventy three percent of cracking sixty, which is fourteen percent higher yeah, than DCE. That's good. And he has a six less average, so that just shows to you that most of his scores are coming in the sixties. Yeah. So you've got yourself a solid player, but that's you know you can then see like if he's consistently scoring in the sixties. And he's still base at six forty. You can just see he doesn't have that high ceiling. Yeah, in I him. think he relies a bit more on tries. Yeah, and sort of tries Jerome Hughes rather than you know Cleary. And so, you know, I don't, I don't hate it, but I just don't see him going better than that sixty yeah. he he got last year. So, for me, I, I was keen on him, and I am kind of still considering it. But he just, you know, he seems very safe and a bit boring. Yeah, just not going to get you that. Yeah, I think either going to go Cleary go. or like the cheapy. I yeah. don't think. Yeah, I can only think you go in between. Really, it's yeah. just not really safe yeah. if you're a safe player. Um, next player, Hines, six hundred eighty-five k, which is a lot of money uh, for him playing in a new team at uh, halfback. But he's thirteen percent, which is you know pretty surprising. A lot of people are on him. I'm happy, you know, because more people have him in their teams. Yeah, I think he's just so you know like I mean? very risky. Like yeah. He played obviously fullback last year in the best team in the comp, so or second best team in the comp. Um, but yeah, I just think he was he had much more freedom at the Storm. Like yeah. I said, he's playing fullback. You know, he's had a lot of good, other good players around him. This time, he's leading the team around yeah. in like probably a worse team. So I think it's just going to be a bit harder for him to get those points that he usually would get. But yeah, I think he's a bit risky for me at that price as well. That's very high. So yeah, it is it, and. You know, with a price like that, he's going to have to, you know, average near 80 to stay there. Do I see him doing that? Probably not. He he did get a nice 70, I think it was, yeah, 73 in yeah, the All-Star surprising. Games. And he, it didn't look like yeah, he did exactly. a whole lot. So that, that was a good mm. sign from him. Um, and Trindle didn't play well either. So you mm. can see that he thrives without, you know, a, a strong, strong halves partner. But you're best off not looking at his stats from last year just because he was a fullback slash middle roamer for the Storm. There's points in that everywhere. Yeah. So you're just best off not looking at that. Um, he won't be able to, yeah, he won't be used to, oh, but, geez, he won't be able to maintain that consistent, you know, 80 yeah. kind of score without the experienced half next to yeah, it. If he was like, say, 500K, I'd probably definitely get him. Yeah. But 685 just seems too much when you can get, you know, a more consistent Jerome Hughes or a DCE yeah. for less. So. And I mean, look, if for some reason, like if somehow, you know, Will Kennedy gets injured, and Hines slots in a fullback once he's, you know, had a bit of a price drop from playing in the halves, you know, maybe you yeah, reconsider. Option, yeah. But at that point, you're going to have two gun fullbacks anyway. Mm. And then he's still going to be pretty awkwardly priced at probably just under 600K or something like that. So it becomes still difficult. But for me, Hines is a big miss. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't see him staying at yeah. that price and providing consistent points. Yeah, and you could say he's a pod move, but he's not really 30%. Yeah, like, exactly. And he will probably, I'm not sure if he'll go up or down, but I feel like. A lot of people are on him this year, so I think he might go up a little bit more. But um, you know, thirty percent—it's not really pod territory. So yeah, yeah, I probably wouldn't go there. Uh, Adam Reynolds is the next player at five hundred nine k, which is you know that's not a bad price. But you know, we, 
He's infamous, infamously not yeah. very good at supercoach. Was it eight percent? Yeah, eight percent. That's pretty so, high. I mean, yeah, it is for Adam Reynolds. When I think about, it, I don't hate it because now that obviously he's not with Cody Latrell, you know, he's buying. He's like that main playmaker now. I feel like a lot of attacks may be around him. Yeah. But then again, like I said, he's not. He hasn't always been a good supercoach player. Um, you know, some players are good in real life, but not good in supercoach. He's a good example of it. So I probably wouldn't go in, but five hundred k, it's not bad. Like. I think there's worse options. I just, the way that I see it now, he's getting too old to change his play style. Yeah. He's going to have, he's going to have a young, young bloke with X Factor next to him, whether it's, you know, Billy Walters, Albert Kelly, someone who's going to be able to run the ball pretty well. For me, Adam Reynolds is still just going to be the same he did at the Roosters. Maybe he'll stand out more and look like he's doing more, but, you know, he's not, he's not going to become instantly some fantastic runner of the ball. I know, and I know he's been playing with Cody and he's not a bad runner of the ball, don't get me wrong, but... He's not going to step up and, like, you know, Kevy's not going to go to him, right, I change how you play. Hmm. You know, he's, he's going to say, do what you do yeah, exactly. because you're still one of the best. That's what they need, a player like him. So, so like, it, he, he'll, I just think he'll still be the structured one. And don't get me wrong, he's not going to play poorly. I think he'll play probably better, maybe, or just stand out. But super coach wise I just don't see him improving. Yeah, his ceiling's not very high either, so... Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he'd get you maybe fifty a week, but besides that, you're not really getting. Obviously, he's in a worse team um, compared to the Rabbitohs. So yeah, I don't think they're going to have that much. Although they'll have more than last year in terms of attack, but it probably won't be as good as you know maybe some people think. But, yeah, I just yeah. think it's it's a bit of a worry considering in the last four years he's never had a fifty percent over sixty. Yeah, that is worry. So last in 2020 it was his highest and it was bang on fifty percent. And last year, he only had 45% over 60 in a grand final appearance. Yeah. So I just, you know, again, I, I think he's getting too old now to be told to run the ball more and stuff. He'll still just be the facilitator. And for me, there's just not a lot of points in it. So for me, it's a no on Adam Reynolds. Yeah, fair enough. I probably wouldn't look at him either, but 8%, he probably might go down. But 500K, you could look at him, but it's very risky. Yeah. Um, on to the next player, Mitchell Moses. The man, 511k at 4%, so 4% lower than Reynolds. Um, I'll let you speak about him because I don't want to give my eels bias. Obviously, I probably well, I wouldn't no, pick him in Supercoach. I was going to say, I want to hear it because... I mean, I think at 500k, he's a better option than Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah, the yeah, ceiling, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he I'll does agree. tend to, I wouldn't say go missing, but in terms of Supercoach, he has maybe those lower scores when he doesn't get attacking stats. So I think there's worse options. I feel like... But he just doesn't have a base. Yeah, he doesn't. That's the thing. He just doesn't so, have a base. That's and, what I mean. He relies on attacking stats. And, you know, he 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 broke 60, 35% of the time last year. Yeah, that's not great. Which is just not good enough. You yeah. know, it just it just isn't good enough. And, you know, we both think that he's going to come out and play better than he did last year, this year. But, yeah, he just he's not going to drastically improve his base. Yeah, once again, one of those players that is, like, better in real life than he's a super coach. Yeah. You know, he's got a great kicking game, but that doesn't amount to any points. So. Yeah. Yeah, like Reynolds got also got a good kicking game. So, yeah, yeah, the halves, um, like I said, Clear is the only one that's really got that good base. The rest, you know, are good in real life still, but Supercoach does doesn't really uh, go towards that. But yeah, Mitchell Moses probably wouldn't look at him. He's but just he's just for a bit of a pod, maybe five hundred k, four percent. The only thing is, he's a trap for me. If you get him, if you get him now as one of your starters, you're probably going to be stuck with him for most of the season. Yeah, he'll probably go down. Just well, and it, he might not go down, but like he's only probably going to go up fifty, sixty k, and that's not enough to. Get you one of the heaps good, yeah. you know, it's not enough to get you a good solid upgrade. So 
it's a trap for me, um, and there's better options that are at a cheaper price tag. So I would say no on Moses. Yeah, probably avoid Mitchell Moses. Um, on to the next player, Toby Sexton. Yes. 434K, 5%. This 5% man, is interesting. This man's way too low. He seems to be... He seemed a bit hyped during this offseason. Like everyone's in Supercoach community have been saying, get on Toby Sexton, you know. But 5%, that's surprising to me. I thought it would be more. But I'm not really on him, to be honest. You, you're probably more interested than me. But, yeah, I don't really... I don't know. I just... Not like him. Not, not really. I'll let you talk about him then if you... Well, he's just... He's a, obviously a pod at 5%, at 434K. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of research into last year's spine at the Titans and how they went, but, you know, it wasn't awesome, uh, super coach-wise. He has played four NRL games with an average of 62. Um, he's played 80 minutes over those four games, but, you know, an average of 62 in your first season, four games in it. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say, you know, not necessarily struggling Titans side, but, you know, not an awesome Titans side. Yeah. Um, this year I see him being the main facilitator over Brimo. I think that, you know, Brimo is going to be wondering, you know, run the ball and have a crack at the line. But when it gets to that fourth and fifth, I think that the ball will be in Toby Sexton's hands and he'll make something happen with it. Played a great trial as well on the weekend. So, you know, I just, I, I'm I'm pretty heavy on him for 434K and very, very big pod as well. So I like him. It's a, it's a new spine, obviously. So there's a bit of worry there, but the link up with young Jaden Campbell at the back and what seems to be some solid, solid centers and wings at the Titans. You know, I can see him getting a fair few assists, bagged himself a try as well, so he can obviously run the ball, and he's playing behind a pretty solid forward pack. So I I only see a lot of upside. Yeah, like you said, you know, he played pretty well in the trials, and they do have, he does have a lot of, like, good players around him. You know, the forward pack's very good. Um, the outside backs played very well in the trials, so yeah. I can see why you look at him. Um, he's probably a better option than, you know, your Reynolds, your okay, Hines. But for can I ask why you're not looking at him? I just, think, just I just think, like you said, 62 average, but in four games, a small sample size. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I just it's, think it's a massive gamble. With the new spine, it's just, I don't know. I'm a bit worried about the Titans, but I could be wrong, and he could be a good but, option at 430K. You know, it is a good price. Do you not, do you not think that the new spine is going to play in his favour a little bit as well? Because he's not going to be necessarily setting up for the spine. You know, Jaden Campbell's going to have a lot of X factor. Yeah. He's going to be setting up for your outside backs, and he, oh jeez, oh jeez, um, he has you know a bit, a bit. He's got a good amount of flair, and he's got a good amount of strength outside him. And we saw someone like you know Isan Masters had a great trial, and he might he might not even play in the centres, but there, that's just an example of who he's got playing outside him. So I think I do see a fair few points. Look, if he's playing next to Fafita. Exactly. That's a, exactly. Like for Fida, also Tino as well. They're yeah. going to be hungry this year. Tino's captain, going to be hungry. I just, I just see a lot of upsides for Toby Sexton, and he's a four thirty four k five percent pod. So he's still in my team at the moment. Whether that'll change, I don't know. Will he be kicking? Because if he does, that is, you know. No, I'm Bruno kick, or am I tripping? Uh, no, I think Sexton kicked last year. So did he yeah. when he played? Oh, man, another upside. It seems like you're just talking yourself into yeah, no, it. You sort of convinced me a bit here, but... Yeah, Sexton, you know, he's probably a decent option, I think. Yeah. He is. I, I think. I really think he is. It's, it could go either way, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be very good, or he could sit around that price, go up a bit, and, you know, just get your 50s every week. Yeah. But if he goes up in price, that's good, but you're obviously not going to keep him for the whole year. Yeah. That's my only thing. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, so he's like, a bit awkward. Not awkwardly priced. He's obviously cheap, but I don't know. I feel like if he was a, maybe four hundred, he definitely. But four thirty, I don't know. Anyway, just he could be a good option. He's, he's worth more of a thought. I can than, see why you, you would get him. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's worth more of a thought than what um, what people are, give, are giving. Yeah, five percent. Like I thought it was more than that, but anyway, yeah, Toby Sexton. Um, if you're looking at him, could be a good pick. And if you do get him and he goes well, could be a stroke well of genius. Yeah. Stroke of genius, please. On to the next man, Corey Pakes at 205k uh, at 5%. This one, he's only come up recently. Um, he looks quite good in the trials, and he could steal that 9 spot off Turpin or even the 14 at 205k off the bench. You know, it's it's pretty good. Um, so depend, depending on how, how many minutes he'll play, no one knows. But if he yeah. takes the 9 spot, definitely get him, I think. But 14, I think you can consider him. I think he's a halfback hooker. Yep. Yep. Super coach, Jewel, so um yeah, that's really all I've got to say on him. If he yeah, plays hooker, get him if he doesn't. There, there's not much there's not much to, to go off. Uh last year I haven't really looked at the sample size too much, but last year he had a zero point six eight PPM and the year before that was a zero point seven one PPM. Not bad. So that's not too bad. Two hundred five K is gonna go up then. Yeah. But that's not too bad. He'll just need to um look at you know, be looking at fifty five, sixty minutes. Which is a big ask. So, if he if he gets the fourteen, just with the amount of options that there still are, you know, you could maybe go for two cheap hookers if he gets the fourteen. Yeah, but it's still it's still a bit of a risk. But if yeah. he gets that nine spot, throw him in, throw him in with Chris Randall. Yeah, if you want to go two cheapies at hooker, he's definitely the other player to pair with Randall in the halves. I probably wouldn't get him there. There's just too many other options. Yeah. But yeah, Corey Pakes, not much on him. Just if he plays hooker or fourteen, I don't yeah. look at him. Yeah. Uh, on to the next cheapie, Blake Taff at 210k in our last player, 22%. I don't know that why. Is so, well, he's obviously playing round one because Latrell's out. Yeah, well, Latrell's back round two now. Oh, yeah, because yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that soon. Yeah, yeah. And the, or the other episode, make sure you listen to that. Yeah, but, but Latrell's back round two now, so that's one game. We know that Ilias is getting the first crack at 5-8. Um, yeah. I think people might think he get the 14, but I don't know about that. I think it's a bit risky. Like, I don't know. If you will play for yeah, so it's just maybe like, team was Tuesday. Wait and see, but still, I don't know. I'm, well, not, I'm not that much. The way that I see it is, you know, he's he's gonna be playing halves if Ilias gets dropped. Start with Ilias. Yeah. If Ilias gets dropped, then you can do a quick five k swap to Taff. You know, I I, I at twenty two percent, it was very surprising to me because yeah. people aren't gonna be playing him at fullback probably. I think I mean, people are just trying to get cheap. There might be a couple, to... yeah, but like, you know, if. If you're playing with Ilias and Taff in your bench yeah, halves, good. then that's not good, right? So then that means they've probably got Taff over Ilias. Why? Mm. Like, <laughs> Ilias is going to yeah, have the it's... first crack in the halves. I'm so, I was so surprised I saw him at yeah, 22%. I was so surprised. Yeah, I, I wouldn't look at him at the moment, definitely not. Maybe if he's named not, 14, yeah, he not, could not consider him. But no, but not even really. Is he, like, just, is he just a halfback? Or is he a dual? No, he'd be fullback, wouldn't he? Didn't he play like? Oh yeah. Well, even if six, even that, you're not going to put him at fullback. He'd be playing. So. He played six, seven games of fullback last yeah, year. So if he's half halfback, fullback, you're not going to get him at fullback. And at halfback, you're not going to like you've got Elias, and you probably want like yeah, at he's least half, he's halfback, fullback. Yeah. So if you have got Elias there, definitely you're probably going to have you know one one or two guns and maybe a mid mid ranger. So you don't really want Blake Taff as well. I mean, there's obviously worse options. If he plays 14, it's okay, but I still yeah. wouldn't consider him really. And also, I accidentally said Elias at 5'8". I meant halfback, but, you know, anyway, yeah. Cody, anyway. Cody Walker is obviously 5'8", but 
Um, yeah, look, just I I was so surprised when I saw that TAF was at twenty two percent to start. Mm. I'm hoping it'll go down, but it's it's not even like a a big price gap between Ilias and TAF. It's five yeah. k. I think I heard this one like thing ages ago. Someone someone was saying like play TAF at fullback and put Latrell in the centres. <laughs> what? <gasps> or like, and then maybe considering him, well, that's not happening. Eh? There's no way what? Taff, Taff is going to push into the team, take Latrell's spot. And play Latrell Santa a lot. Well, I mean, Taff was good last year, but he, and he but he wasn't crazy. Yeah, no, he, wasn't like, crazy he just he just he played fifty four an average of fifty four minutes a game with a point five six ppm. Yeah, like, yeah, he's a probably no for me. Not to start anyway. Not to start. If he if he forces Ilias out, um, then it's he's legit five Taff's five k more than Ilias. Yeah. If you didn't have five k in the bank, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, right. That is tough, and that is our recap or an analysis of the number sevens in Supercoach. Like I said, we did the five eights last week, so there's a lot of uh, dual halfbacks yep. in that list. So make sure yep, you go yep, listen yep. to that and in our other ones. But yeah, that is it for this episode of the uh, Supercoach podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow Instagram at TrueBlue.Sport, like the Facebook, uh, follow this podcast, listen to all the episodes, turn on the notifications. <laughs> Uh, Podbean <laughs> uh, Send for your listener questions All that And yeah. You started rapping it You started spitting some rhymes mate Talking heaps fast Alright uh, anyway That is it for us Thank you for listening Thank you for listening